And with that, let us get back to today's topic. This is the Panda Theater. Again, we have with us Rob Talbot. He is the executive director of the Panda. Pretty good new. morning, everybody. <laughs> Thanks uh, again for having, me, having yeah, us, Chris. You bet. And Caitlin Shook, events coordinator. Caitlin, thank you again for being here. Yes, you're welcome. Well, believe it or not, there are probably some folks listening that aren't well acquainted with you guys. So why don't we start out with a little introduction? Tell us a bit about your story. And Caitlin, why don't we start with you? Where'd you grow up? <laughs> Although I, I know because I lived across the alley from you yes. many, many years ago. And uh, what kind of work you've been doing and you know what brought you, I'd say, back to Sandpoint? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was born and raised here. Born, uh, grew up in town, across from Chris and Sandy. And uh, after college, my twin sister and I, we decided to not get real jobs and just start playing music. <laughs> and we pretty much launched our career from here. We started playing weekly at the Ponderay Winery. That was, the, And we kind of were the first to convince them to have us have music there. And this, yeah, so this was 20 years ago. <laughs> and so we slowly just, you know, never really got real jobs and started getting more and more serious. And um, uh, about 15 years ago, we moved to Portland, Oregon. And, um, yeah, it got a little, just, it, that's just a better, bigger, bigger city, better base for a, a band. So, and then we started getting band members and started touring and just, it, we always say that we just really love the trajectory of our career. Cause it was just, we never really like, you know, it was just such a slow, easy, natural build. We never just never like had huge goals which is funny to say but you kind of can't really in the music industry because if you really it's just so unpredictable and it's just mostly luck it doesn't really matter how talented you are anymore so if you have these huge goals and you never meet them you'll just you're just gonna get disappointed so we just kept having fun that was <laughs> that was the goal and uh so yeah we have a pretty good name for ourselves now and we're mostly a northwest band now yeah, that's where we kind of but you but you have toured around the country. Yeah, and, yeah, the world, actually. Even in Europe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, when we go to the East Coast, there's like 100 people as opposed to yeah. West Coast. It's, yeah. You know, 800, so. Right, right. Because uh, so we they, stick to the West. Know, they know you in the West. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and it's just so hard to tour anymore to make money and, like, how much diesel costs and how much your bandmates need. And so after about 15 years, I'd say, of 10 or 15 years of touring really hard, we were gone half the year, 150 shows a year. And it just got exhausting and hard on our bodies, hard on our minds. And um, so we just started slowing down. And right when the pandemic hit, we just decided, before the pandemic hit, we decided to take a break from touring. And then the world shut down. So we're like, oh, well, everybody's taking a break. <laughs> so um, so that's when I moved back to Sandpoint. I just, we both wanted to be in a small town for, during the pandemic for one, but I was already going to move here and because I was getting married and my husband works here. And, um, yeah, so slow progression, easy fall back to home. I always knew I was going to end up back in Sandpoint and raise kids here because I don't want to be in a city for the rest of my life. And, um, yeah, so, and, and all along that path, we've been playing the Panada. We started playing the Panada as Shook Twins, as our, our band, probably since we were 20, 20 was probably our first time playing there. So 20, almost 20 years ago. And, uh. It's like it's just our home court, we call it, <laughs> and it's always our favorite show of the year. We've been putting on a, a big Thanksgiving show there for 10, 12, 14, 
we still mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, 14 years double, old. Double figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and for the past five or six years, it's been a Panada fundraiser as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just always had a really big piece of our heart um, just because it's just such a, it's a beautiful venue for one. And I, you know, we could be biased because we grew up here and it's, mm-hmm. it's playing for our community and for everybody who knows us and has loved us for our whole lives. But if it's a special, special place to play. And I think other artists that have played there too could say that as well. There's just something in the walls there that just feels good to be on stage. And so it's always been really important to us. And I always thought, you know, once I kind of slow down the hardcore tour life, I would want to work there. And so I've been kind of inching my way toward there. I joined the board two years ago, I think it was. And before that, I was just volunteering all the time because I was home a lot. And when you're off tour, you're just kind of like, what do I do with my life? (laughs) And so I would just spend some time at the Panada. And then uh, eventually this last summer, um, when Lauren Sanders was the the director, uh, I was also on both hiring committees for the past now now three EDs. (laughs) And so I got a really good sense of... um, you know, what we were, what we were needing and everything and got to know those EDs. Um, so Lauren was the one that we, we got along really well and she, she saw the need for an event coordinator, which would kind of take the kind of, um, day-to-day stuff of just the, the, you know, the point of contact to all the, the, the clients and just to get all those details figured out and stuff. Cause that was eating up a lot of her time. She was feeling like she couldn't really do the bigger picture stuff when she had to do this like minutia. And so she thought of me right away because I'm in the music industry and I and I do and it's such a natural thing for me to do because I see that back end stuff all the time when I'm you know we have a tour manager so I'm not necessarily doing it for Shook Twins but I know all about you know the details of what people need when they show up for an event and and so I just stepped into the I accepted the role and stepped into it and I've kind of just been making it up as I go along because <laughs> <laughs> new, new role. Yeah, Somebody's it's a new role. Yeah. And and just as I accepted accepted the position, thinking I was going to work with Lauren and Josh, the past two um, full time employees at the Panada, they both quit. <laughs> so it was all alone, me all alone, for a couple months there. You, you and were it, solo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was nerve wracking, but every it was also really wonderful because I just got to see how much of a net the Panada has. It's, it's the safety net because it's like the board is there, even though they, they don't have any experience in the things I was trying to do. They were just always there like, tell us, what, what do you need? We can, we'll help with whatever you need. And I just felt really supported by them and just extremely supported by the, the community because it's like, everybody will always love the Panada no matter what happens. And so I just, and they were totally understanding. The community really understood. We just made a statement like, hey, we're in a little transition period can we we're not gonna be booking anything new so i was just able to kind of get my footing and figure out what to do with all the exist we had like 30 existing events already on the calendar that i had to figure out how to put on (laughs) so so and it all worked out you know and and it was a i kind of like getting thrown into the deep end and that's kind of where i i do think i i can thrive in those kind of jobs where you just say well here's the thing you have to figure it out and I didn't really know that about myself until now, but I can figure it out. So it feels good. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Rob Talbot, so you're a uh, new executive director. You've been there for since, what, early January? Uh, no, uh, early uh, 1st of November I started. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that correction. Um, 
Well, let's let's hear your story. Uh, you know, how do you? What's your background? How do you wind up here? Um, so yeah, I, I was born and raised in Southern Virginia. Um, uh, spent some time in uh, West Virginia, a little little mountain town um, in Northern West Virginia called uh, Davis, and right Tim, uh, Thomas is right there too. And I just grew up around music, loving music, going to music with my with my dad, and um, as an adult absolutely love going to live music and and performances and um and i i was a teacher for most of most of my young adult life um spent 10 years uh in in the classroom uh, as i mentioned earlier i've also been a ski patroller uh worked as a wilderness instructor so kind of a little bit of a little bit of an eclectic mix there <laughs> and um yeah, I moved to Sandpoint uh, about a little over uh, ten or eleven years ago. Uh, you know, the the t- kind of the typical. Oh, drove across the Long Bridge at sunset. It's like, oh, I got to move here, <laughs> and then made friends my first night at at McDuff's at trivia night on a Tuesday, um, and just fell in love with the the people um, more so even than than the the geography, the topography, um, which was. <clears throat> it was nice to meet and fall in love with my wife out here, and you know we uh, some of our well her the first her birth, first birthday that she spent together we uh, or we spent together we went to the Panda to see uh, Lindsay Lou and the Flatbellies, mm-hmm. which I think y'all put on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of our one of our early dates was to see the Shook Twins over at the uh, Newport Bluegrass Festival. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, I, I love, I love, always love the music scene here. And, and as I kind of transferred out of teaching um, and really kind of had a desire to chase my passions and, you know, ski patrolled here at Schweitzer for seven years. Um, and kind of in in the process of doing that, started my own production company, Maddox Farm Productions. We run the Hartwood Center. Um, I book all the music at iCarts. Uh, we run the summer series at Farm and Park, um, which is a which is something I'm extremely proud of. A free music series with with nationally touring artists and a, and a locals night at the end with local that highlights local musicians. So. That's pretty amazing. Love doing that. Um, we're, this is our, I couldn't believe it. I was asked last night how many years we're doing that. This is the fifth year we've done that, and that was with COVID breaking it up, you know, oh, being wow. in the middle of it. So five years for that music series is pretty daggone cool. Um, Jack Frost Fest. This, was, this past one was our sixth Jack Frost Fest. Third they start time adding free. Up. They, yeah. they do, yeah. <laughs> you lose track. You lose <laughs> <Yeah>. count. <laughs> especially, it's, I've noticed, especially after that boy, the the, the first kid came, the time really. Where did <laughs> those classes, yeah. where did those years go? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, my wife and I started dating out here, and you know we spent a lot of time with the Panda. The first show that I put on was at the Panda. I was yarn on a. I uh, worked with Patricia and Becky, and we. Uh, advertised as a wild Wednesday. <laughs> so got that poster up at the Heartwood. Um, but Yarn was Yarn is a great band that, that uh, based out of North Carolina that, you know, it was one of the few that my wife and I were like, hey, you know, if this group comes through, uh, we try to snatch it up and see what we can see if we like this. And that was in 2017 and we, we enjoyed doing it. And, um, 
just kind of kept building it from there. Work with the Eureka Institute to put on Summerfest, um, and just kind of kept building it out and putting on shows at the Panada. Uh, brought in a look back every once in a while. I was like, that's a pretty good list that I brought in beforehand. You know, um, Little Smokies, uh, Smooth Hound Smith, um, uh, Kitchen Dwellers, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. It was. Um, Dust Bowl Revival with POAC. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, had a, had a good time with that. And then, you know, there was a – saw this position open and, you know, I've – the board the, – the way that the – when this – when I was looking at it, when I heard about – when Lauren left and I was thinking about coming into this position, um, it really looked like for the – it looked like it was – the board was as strong as it's ever been. And – the fact that they had brought on Caitlin meant a lot to me, knowing that they were serious about about making the Panada what it could be. Um, I mean, I think it's always kind of it's a beautiful space, and I don't think I don't think you're biased growing up here saying that it's just <laughs> a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been I've been to a lot of venues, um, and you know, not growing up here, it is a beautiful space, and it's one of the one of the factors of why I wanted to be in this town. Mm -hmm. And raise a and raise a family here, um. So, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, the, the yeah, the hiring process. Yeah. yeah, when I saw that come up, um, you know, I, I I I'm very happy with the Hartwood and what's going on there with Maddox Farm, and it was a situation where it's like, do I really want to get into this? And if it's not a situation where we can move this beautiful space into what it could be into the into the world class venue that it could be if that support's not there I don't I don't want to I don't want to be a I don't want to hit my head against a brick wall so through the interview process I, I realized that even with the the board mix up that happened right during the interview process I feel very confident that this that the group of people that's been the board the staff uh, your yourself the mm -hmm. uh, Chris, the people, a lot of the people that hang out around and, and, and participate in the things that need to happen at the Panada are, are good people that really care about it. And I think there's enough talent and people that have enough background knowledge with the stuff that needs to happen to make it happen. There's a lot that needs to happen. Um, you know, there's buildings a hundred years old and it's going to need some, some work. We've, there's been some work put in, but there needs to be more, um, foundation needs not much considering what it could be but yeah, the foundation there, there been some uh, engineering yep. assessments done and the foundation actually looks mm -hmm. pretty good it looks moment. pretty yeah. good but it, it there needs we need to give it some support mm -hmm. so to speak um which is amazing that again that it doesn't need more mm -hmm. but it's pretty solid but we need to give a little support we need to do some some work on that south and east walls you know what 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 we they call the envelope uh, yeah, the, the, the envelope, exterior. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's some issues, big issues there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to obviously want to improve the the technology inside. You know, the the system, the the PA works, but we could do better. The lights work, but we could do better. You know, and to make it that world class venue that it could be, I think there's a really good supporting cast in place. And I think with a few more pieces, you know, we're looking to to hire a um, technical director. Uh, who also would help out with advertising. We're also looking to hire a facilities 
manager. So with a couple more good pieces in place, I and, think. And these were positions that were in place, you know. Before uh, I got before, there, yes. Before you got here, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are positions that were in place before yeah. I got there, and um, we need to reinstate those. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time in in the job before making the decision on exactly what those positions would look like and where we needed to, to fill in the gaps. Because, um, again, we do. there's such a great staff there with Caitlin, Doug, Mindy, um, and great volunteers doing some amazing stuff. So, But need to figure out what where the holes were, and we've got that figured out, and we're going to be posting these jobs soon so we can fill those positions and and uh, start really making some hay. Uh, and you mentioned uh, Doug and Mindy. So Doug Jones, uh, yes. what, what's his position there? Uh, he is the lead projectionist, and he's a uh, graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he puts together our posters and anything that goes out for ads, print ads, things like that. Um, also, he has, he has his own advertising agency here for many years. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's got an interesting connection to the theater as well. He does. Yeah. And he's he's kind of the he's he's our in-house historian as well. I, I would think that maybe that probably would be his first the first t- part of his job title. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's been in and out of that space for. 50 years, 40 yeah. years? Yeah, like since he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he started working there in high school. In high school. <laughs> yeah. he grew yeah. up here, too. Yeah, yeah. for uh, the original uh, Farmer Gray, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. The, that goes back way back in the history of the of the theater. The, um, the, uh, uh, the He was the owner, actually, mm-hmm. at that time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he, not, I don't, not really up on the history here like uh, Doug would be, but, mm-hmm. uh, but Farmer Gray put on a, a variety show. Called mm-hmm. Farmer Gray's Emporium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, There's still a backdrop hanging up yeah. in the rafters from that. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's a pretty classic thing. Uh, anyway, so so Doug has got to be a great resource. He's an amazing of, resource. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I used to teach history and government social studies. Uh, so to me, history is really really exciting to me. So yeah, there's there have been times where I've been kind of bogged down in in some of the other work, and I'm like, hey Doug, can you take me on a quick tour. <laughs> Tell yeah. me a story. Tell me, tell me some stories. Um, trying to glean as much from him as possible because he's got so much information. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, this, you can walk, if you're there, could be a transition in the in the drywall or the stucco, and you're like, oh well, there was a wall there at one point that so and so lived, and it was like, oh my goodness, and you just go on down. <laughs> yeah. It's really impressive. Um, he's also a very experienced projectionist. Um, and and brings a high level of professionalism to to being able to put on films and movies in the space, which is which is amazing. A uh, great resource to have in in a small town like this. Um, and his graphic work is is priceless. We need we need to keep uh, that. That's a you know we need that in house to be able to to put stuff stuff out there quickly and and uh, advertise properly. So yeah, promotion mm-hmm. big part of making any event have really succeed isn't it yeah what well, and in the amended uh, mindy thacker mentioned uh, mindy thacker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's our uh fundraising coordinator um and uh, grant main grant lead um so with there's a few other board few of the board members um and volunteers that help out with some of the grants but mindy's in charge kind of making sure that everything moves forward and we're working on some couple big one big fundraiser um for the panel, it looks like it will likely be in June. I don't want to give it too many details, but it's uh, it's going to be a really fun fun event. Um, and then we've got uh, we're working on a 
on a community grant with a couple other um, entities here in town and North Idaho in general that uh, could be a real positive step in upgrading our HVAC systems and, and sealing that envelope that you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. She's uh, And she's hard at work on those. I don't, I'm not really sure how she can pull it all together in 20 hours a week, but she's she half time. Yeah. Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. She's half time as well. Um, well, s- speaking of uh, these grants and the, and the work that needs to be done, uh, one thing that's I know is in process right now is uh, forming a basically an architectural master plan. Correct. W- yes. Where are we at in that process? <clears throat> um, well, we've had all this. We've had the main in, uh, initial studies done. We've got a, a series of blueprints and 3D imagery and and all that stuff, and trying to figure out um, what the next steps are creating creating that master plan, if you will, um, and working with with uh so far working with Bowdoin architecture they've been great um uh and moving forward in that plan got a meeting here at 10 o'clock with them actually (laughs) (laughs) i thought i was getting i thought i was getting deeper into the entertainment industry not the construction industry here we go (laughs) you got to wear a lot of hats as ed yeah well it is a uh, going on a hundred year uh old facility actually it was built in 1927 so it's coming up on the hundredth year and uh Full disclosure, I'm one of the volunteers that is working on the fundraising campaign. It's a big capital campaign we call it the Century Fund uh, to raise money to undertake a lot of the work that the that the theater needs. Um, and I, I also want to do a shout out because I'm wearing a second role here uh, <laughs> to uh, to Ting Internet because uh, Ting yes. really helped kick us off with a with an amazing. Uh, a matching grant up to two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, if you donate to the Panada, uh, Ting will match that amount, so it doubles the amount that you donate. And that and that donations, whether you mail it in when we send out the fundraising drives in in December and ask for it, or or if you're at the theater and you put in a tip, uh, you know there's several several tip jars around the theater, and we take those tips and they match those. So if you're at the theater. Throw a five dollar bill in, and Ting makes it ten. So, yeah. thanks, Ting. Appreciate y'all. Yes, supporting the community. Uh, well, what would you say about future programming? Do you see some um, some changes coming up in the the type of of uh, events that happen at the Panada? I do. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to Rob because um, I believe. This is the first time we've had any sort of professional um, promoter in this position to know how to have like to have the skills to reach out to artists, agents, and put in offers and make and, contracts. And, and speak their language. Speak their language. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a it's a cutthroat industry, and you have to know how to get a band to to a space, and you have to know like, and you really have to be aware of this like where they're playing around and how how many tickets they did before. It's a lot of research and it's a lot of knowledge. And I'm super stoked that Rob has got the job because I just think it'll change things at the Panada a lot to have somebody. Because for the past, you know, my whole life, you've had we've had to have outside promoters come in and bring in these bands that that were notable and exciting to the community. But now we have that in house, so I see a bright future of music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Yeah, I, I I love it. It's definitely exciting. It's a such a beautiful space, and it's. It's always been an honor to bring good music in there and good people. That's one of the things that's been so fun uh, and has probably kept me in the industry again uh, is is some of the friends that I've made, coworkers that that we've you know that I brought into town. Some amazing musicians that are 
even better people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love doing it. Uh, it it is challenging for the reasons Caitlin mentioned, and you have to have thick skin because you get told no a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yet um, told no because the venue isn't right for an act, or it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be you. I mean, you can put in a good offer, and there are other. I mean, we we don't have, we don't really. Usually, we don't have the money to 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 just throw it out there and they go, okay, sure. And then they build around it or they fly in and fly out. Those are fairly expensive. Uh, and we don't generally have the money. Hopefully, you know, we're, we're working on a, on a program is programs where we can have sponsors to make that a little more possible mm-hmm. for these shows. Yeah. Otherwise the ticket price is just going to be quite expensive. To yeah. Get these so artists. when, when you look at, when you look at some of these artists that, that I'm trying to bring in and they're usually playing thousand, 1500 seat spaces, at forty dollars a ticket, to keep it close to forty dollars a ticket, mm-hmm. um, you can't give them the offer that they would get at a space two mm-hmm. or three times bigger. And plus, we're a little off the beaten path too, so it's a little hard to entice. You know, yeah. unless they're on a tour routed through, you know, Missoula to Seattle or Spokane, it's hard to catch these artists that we want. So mm-hmm. you kind of gotta. You so, get it. so I, I mean, I imagine that you're really scouting anybody that's playing Missoula that might be headed to. Spokane or Seattle, um, can they add a show, mm-hmm. you know, in progress as they're headed towards the next venue? Yeah. Well, totally. and a big part of it really is, is making, you know, making a name for the community and, and for myself amongst touring musicians and, um, and agents. So when they're looking at a tour, they know that they can reach out and that they know that the event's going to be promoted properly. They know that the band's going to be taken care of when they get here. And then they know that the town's going to come out. So that's, that's really one of the things that, you know, standpoint does usually does such a really good job of showing up and we need to just keep that going. I need your help mm-hmm. standpoint yeah. to keep, to book the music that you tell me you want to see. Cause you know, it may not, some of some of it may not be exactly what you're thinking, but, you come out or tell a friend to come out, support, support the panda, support the development of live music. And that helps standpoint, create a name for itself and get more and more talent out here. It's going to be a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. I know for, from experience with all the agencies, my friends are with and what Laurie and I have been with, it's the panda is not on touring maps for no. any, any booking agent. So it's going to take time to really get us, get a name for ourselves. And we're excited to do that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we got some, you know, we do have some some fun stuff coming up in that realm. You know, the Gothard Sisters, who I've worked with, uh, sold out the the Hartwood a couple times. They're an internationally touring Celtic group, um, so they were an easy convince because they worked with me and they've seen Sandpoint come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be playing um, March ninth mm-hmm. at the Panada. Uh, we've already sold a lot of tickets to that. Yeah, that's, that's going well. So uh, if you like Celtic music, they're they're a lot of fun, extremely talented, um, great stage presence. Kind of hard to beat the Gothard Sisters. Uh, <laughs> so check that out. Um, Taste of Ireland mm-hmm. on what's the date on that one? March twenty first. March twenty first. Um, that's more of a dance. And- yeah, it looks so cool. It looks kind of like river dance. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And they right, reached yeah. they reached out to us, and 
yeah, we were both just like, whoa, this would be really cool. I I think we had a couple of Celtic groups in kind of during the holiday season, right? And they both. We did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They -hmm. they sold out both of those events here. Yeah, Yeah. there was was, uh, Everdream, Mm -hmm. which played at the Panada, and they sold out the Panada. And Mm -hmm. then the next night. The Gothard sisters played the Heartwood and sold it out. So, so we figured Sandpoint so, likes Celtic music. Yeah. <laughs> We're listening, Sandpoint. We're listening. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, my, my, one of my stories is that uh, the first time I went into the Panda was pre-community owned. Uh, it had been closed for a while, and there were a couple of entrepreneurs that were trying to to uh, to purchase it and you know get it going as a performing arts space. Anyways, I saw Jerry Jeff Walker there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and uh, and really you know you kind of look at the events in the panada that really touched you and and gave you this great feeling of community and the world is not as good and you know listening to taj mahal there yeah mm-hmm. uh, i've actually been creating a list of all the artists that have played there because i have i didn't know that i didn't know taj mahal john prine played there yeah. joan mm-hmm. baez joan baez Emmy i saw Lou joan Harris. baez yeah, and we got there early because we wanted to get a good seat, but it's like having her in your living room, yeah. right? It's so amazing. cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. been really fun. I've been trying to just reach out to board members or anybody. I should email you and just anybody who has a memory of a, a, a musician that's played there. I want, I'm want. i putting on a list, and Rob, ha- Rob and I had the idea to print out headshots of all these artists and put them in the green room so when somebody comes to play there, they get excited that those big stars have been on the stage <laughs> and and while we're while we're talking about it you know if anybody has any posters any old posters yeah. from shows that would be really cool to to be able to put some of that stuff up in the green room we really want to create um create a feeling for for uh artists all artists yeah. that mm-hmm. come in and use that green room that uh this is a, a storied space that that can legends have played here yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so so music is a big uh, is a big focus, obviously. Um, other tor- sorts of performing arts, for instance, theater. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think we've got a, we've got some really talented um, groups here in town that that put put on uh, on plays and musicals, and it's exciting to work with them um, and and figure out wh- how to make it work best for everybody. And and I think you know I just had a I actually had a meeting with uh, like Pondray Repertory Theater yesterday, and excited about moving forward and getting some stuff going with them and helping helping them figure out ways to expand and do what they achieve what they want to achieve. The Panada um, to me is, you know, one of the things that makes it special. It's beautiful to walk in. It's hard to take a bad picture in that in that space, but uh, one of the things that makes it so unique is that we can have local theater companies one week two weekends and then the next weekend we can we can have um a movie a nationally touring musician um and we had we've had uh, rep, uh utah repertory theater in there mm-hmm. uh you know there, there's so many things you know, school plays graduations mm-hmm. there, it's so versatile and it's such a community space uh, and I love I love that about it, and I, I'm I'm excited to continue to to develop those relationships mm-hmm. and make the space available for all of those things. Mm-hmm. In addition to the thing that you know that really drives me, which is the music, but um, movies are such. Uh, we've had a really good time. The film committee pulling that together and and getting that regular, and Ting has been really supportive of of that. You know, this past month we you know this is a program we just started. 
the five dollar movies um, in February, and we had them all. We had them Oscar themed for February. March is going to be a little more versatile. Um, there's going to be some some classics um, from well. I hate to say they're classics because some of them are from from my, from my childhood. <laughs> Don't. Um, but you know, you're getting to that age now. Yeah, 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 yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah, face it. Um, and and some comedies and some action and trying to create a versatile lineup and and having sponsors help out with those, and, and that way we can keep that ticket price at five dollars, which I think makes it a lot more attainable for people and exciting for people to come out. So. We're working on a lot of different programming to kind of keep the versatility up, keep the schedule full and uh, meaningful, not just not just events happening, mm-hmm. but meaningful events happening. Quality events yep. yeah, yeah. that, that uh, will engage a big chunk of the community. Well, let's talk a bit, little bit about the Little Theater because that's a tremendous asset in my mind to, yeah. uh, to uh, be its own performance space, but as well to supplement things that happen at the main theater. Uh, what do you see in the future for the little theater? Um, I was so happy and surprised when, when Rob first came on and we walked through there and had started spitballing ideas and Mindy was there as well. Um, it turns out we have like the exact same vision for the, the little <laughs> theater, which was so awesome. Um, but yeah, we both see kind of going in the direction of making that kind of like a little speakeasy vibe. Um, they, we have, we've always, the Panda to, you know, as a whole is always kind of referred to it as the black box theater, um, which, you know, which it still would be, but throwing that speakeasy word into it and just leaning into that sort of decor would just make it so cool. And because there's nothing really like that in Sandpoint. Um, It's a it's like 91 capacity if you're if people are just standing, but most likely it'll always kind of be seated shows because it's just a small, intimate space. So we're both thinking maybe we should find some like vintage couches and little tables and chairs and stuff. And so make it this really cute living roomy, you know, 20s, definitely 20s decor. Um, Just make it really beautiful and cozy and put some effort and get a good sound system in there. And yeah, so we're and we're seeing a lot of yeah smaller acts um, in terms of numbers and in terms of like, you know, how how big they are in the world you know, because we can't really pay that much to artists that are only selling 75 tickets because that's all that can fit in there but um but it's just like a stepping stone you know for you you play the little theater and then the next time you come you play the big theater i'll say it already has kind of a speakeasy vibe just because yeah. when mm-hmm. you enter uh kind of like a, a yeah. side door because there's a yeah. retail space in front of that yeah and i i liked that at first it was like hard for people to like oh now we're just gonna have this weird little door but yeah, I was like, no, it's going to be cool. Make it like a mm-hmm. creepy, cool little hallway. Not creepy. <laughs> but Vibe-y. It could be, it could be a little Vibe-y. creepy. Vibe-y. Vibe-y. There we go. Because right. you're sneaking in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it could be creepy. Kind of a, a <laughs> forbidden space. But then you get in there. And yeah, your, we'll have a password. Yeah. We should. We should totally have a password. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm excited about this. We're, we're right now, we're, we've been working overtime to, to pull in a, a music series into that space, and it starts uh, March third with uh, a phenomenal musician. I mean, I think they're all all the ones we've got lined up so far. Are phenomenal musicians, um, but this this guy I've been trying to get Marty o, O'Malley to O'Reilly. O'Reilly to town for a long time, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is a perfect spot, perfect way to kind of kick off that that series for us. We're gonna do 
um, probably five or six shows. We're still kind of working on the lineup. Um, we've got him and uh, Sam True on uh, March 15th for my birthday. That's your birthday? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then um, Lena Schaefer, um, who is uh, who was a lead singer for uh, Lenny and Lou and the Bird Dogs. And they uh, kill it here. Sam Point yeah, loves them. They do. Yeah. Well, for good reason. Yeah, they're so um, good. And so we're we're and uh, there there might be someone in here that might perform, and it won't be me. <laughs> and that's it. Won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so anyway, working on that series to really kind of showcase that space and what that space could do, and kind of give us give us some community feedback, trying to you know put our best foot forward, see what it, how it goes, and see what the community thinks about it and how it feels for the community and. So what kind of turnout we get? Um, we really want to get some sponsorships for this series as well. Um, so if you're if you have any interest in that, you can email me, uh, director at panada.org or Caitlin at uh, Caitlin at panada.org, and uh, we can give you uh, the rundown on what that would look like to be a sponsor for that series. We're just looking for a few sponsors to kind of help make sure that we can pay the artists properly and and advertise it properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're excited for that space, doing some rentals in there, um, and, and yeah, diversifying it as well. I, I've always thought that was such a, a nice space. Um, the lowest pair played there several years ago. Oh, they did? Uh, yeah. Huh, and love um, them. Mike and Barbara, um, with Taking Time, brought them in. Uh, it, was, it was 2018. Hmm. Um, and I... Yeah, I've always been disappointed that it doesn't do more. It's a tough. It can be a tough space to do sound in. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to need to to work on and make sure that the sound is right. Um, and I think part of that is bringing in the right artists. Uh, a rock band in there is is kind of painful, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. But uh, you hey, know, hey, I saw rock bands in there back when it was uh, the Camloops. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd go in there, and actually, they had a the they it's been removed but there was like a little catwalk in either wall along either wall <laughs> oh, and yeah. you could get up on the on the second uh, landing area and look down on the band yeah. and uh, yeah it was really loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a small space with a with a big sound band in there yeah yeah, yeah and and those walls are fairly reflective <laughs> um so uh well we're kind of coming up on our time here but uh, what else would you guys like to mention we could talk about a few of the other things that are coming up you have a couple of five dollar movies mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. past lives is playing on friday and then um and then next friday february 23rd it's the holdovers mm-hmm. those are both uh, up for best picture i'm pretty sure yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah um and as you, as you mentioned uh tyler bay or Bo baby um, <laughs> he's funny i can't remember how to pronounce his name properly he's but funny. i've watched the clips and he's funny yeah. he is yeah and there's also a local uh or he, he moved away but a, a comedian that's from sandpoint that's going to be doing a little opening mm-hmm. slot for oh, nice, tyler yeah nice. yeah get 17th. some local talent on there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the, that's this saturday the 17th um and then there is another uh free family movie that's coming up on a sunday february 25th it's Cool Runnings, and it's actually presented by the Inovia Foundation, yes. yeah. uh, which has been a, a good supporter of the Panda. And actually, Panda has an endowment fund, and mm-hmm. it's uh, and it's being managed for us by the uh, Inovia Foundation. Um, and that's going to be right at the tail end of the Canine Keg poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, so, you'll have time to, to grab a 
grab a beer or some uh, snack after the keg pull is done and walk on over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll also throw out that there's one that's not on our website um, that just want to motivate you to be a Ting customer a little bit more if you're not. Yeah. They do a, um, they're doing a customer appreciation movie. So if you're a Ting customer, check out your, uh, check your mail and make sure that you're, uh, you know you're invited. It's a free, free movie. It's a free movie for, for Ting customers. And that's, uh, on the 24th. Yeah. Um, and then the Follies. The Follies, yeah, it's a big, that's a, I know, I think, I think a Saturday's already sold out. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and Friday, if you're interested in going to the Follies, this is March 1st and March 2nd. This is a variety show. It's put on by the Angels over Sandpoint. It's fairly hilarious, uh, but you cannot be easily offended. I'll no. put that out there yeah. right now. You, you got to leave your politics at the door and just kind of roll with whatever yeah. they come up with. Yes. Politics or uh, sexual innuendo or... Yes. Uh, it's very raunchy. Yeah. Um, just, just stop by the bar a little bit extra and make sure you have a safe ride home. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the fall it's a it's really a hoot though. But I will throw out that I know that Saturdays are actually iCarts might have a couple of actual tickets in hand that could still they be do. sold for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but Friday is uh, is filling up too. Mm-hmm. So get those tickets. And then as you mentioned, uh, Marty O'Reilly is at the Little Theater on yep. March third. And then the big theater uh, Tuesday, March fifth, the Sweet Remains presented by Pondery Arts Council. Um, that's going to be a really, they're Ameri- kind of a folky, folky group. Really, um, really fun, extremely talented, three piece harmonies that are, are, uh, really impressive, mm-hmm, um, they are. captivating. Uh, and then, uh, the fly fishing film tour is coming back. It's presented by Trout Unlimited on March 8th. And I think they've done a number of, uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, films at the Panada and it's kind of, that's one thing. One of the things I really like about the Panada is that it. I see it as this unifying institution in our town because yeah. it, it crosses all these different interests and uh, and you know um, the f- folks that come to the fly fishing film tour are not necessarily the folks that are going to be going to be going to the Sweet Remains, right? <laughs> um, but you're reaching these different uh, circles of interest in the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The wide variety brings mm-hmm. all the people. Um, well, anything else? Uh, you mentioned the Gothard uh, sisters again. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big act coming. Uh, that's March 9th. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd, I'd say keep if you do the social media thing, uh, keep keep your eye out. We've got some exciting. Um, there's a marching band with a March date in the name <laughs> that we might be announcing here soon. No kidding. That's a Portland mm-hmm. uh, for their re- for their return to the yeah, Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, along with some other stuff, this, you know, the series that we're looking at, um, you know, if you're not on the mailing list, that's a really good way to get information about what we do, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on the email list. Um, so, so go check to that Panada.org, Panada.org. and, uh, um, and there, you know, pop up right on the screen. Do you want to get on the mailing list and, mm-hmm. uh, say yes, because it does keep you up on stuff that, uh, Sometimes it's pretty fast moving. Mm-hmm. You, you snag mm-hmm. somebody that's traveling through, or something pops up, and uh, it's good to stay on top of it with that email. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's that's a, that's really the best way. Social media is good too, but I think that email is the best, most consistent way to to yeah. get it. Or, Comes out or, weekly. Yeah, or just go to the website because that yeah. Check that out. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not going to give the names, but there was a band that is 
two really good bands, bluegrass bands that were floating through end of February that I saw the schedule had a hole in it. And I got close to pulling them in right before the Follies. So, mm. and that would have been like a three or four week, four week notice. Mm. So keep your eyes out. Cause I'll, I'll pull little tricks like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like it's a pretty healthy list right now. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing more acts coming in than oh. traditional? Yeah. 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 I, it seems like it. I think there's been such a great building process over the last several years that has really, you know, I really appreciate the work that's been done to 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 diversify the the lineup. Um, and I think really the biggest biggest hole in the lineup is the live music. And they started to pull that in some la- you know last year, but looking forward to doing more of that. And we're still working with two two far north productions to try to bring some some music in through them and. Yeah, he's the yeah. guy that brought Graham Nash and mm-hmm. Jim Cena and Jeff Tweedy. Yeah, he's a great asset from Spokane, so we have a good partnership with him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, this is the first time we have an ED that's actively looking for bands that are touring, and he knows how to get them. So mm-hmm. keep your eye out, standpoint. We got music coming. Yeah, I got to <laughs> say, I went to that Graham Nash. Actually, I went to Messina too, but the Graham Nash one just nailed me yeah <laughs> that, that concert just because i know I, I missed it I, yeah. I put that whole thing together and then i had to go play a, a festival so but my parents went and they said it was like the best concert in the world <laughs> it, was, it was really nice um, yeah. well uh rob talbot and caitlin shook and you were just about at the end here anything else you want to toss out there i don't think so i yeah i just say it, it's such an honor to just be a part of this music community um it's such a vibrant um vibrant and lively group of people um the musicians here are for a town this size are amazing the venues here are are amazing um and it's just such an honor to be a part of that um and and to see all the support that the panada gets um to be able to bring in music and and dance and plays and movies and school plays and want to thank everybody and i appreciate your continuing support and look forward to what we can all accomplish together as a community well robin caitlin thanks. Ditto. <laughs> thanks for coming in and um i'm gonna throw a song on i'm gonna come back with a couple announcements uh and i dug up a song it's called potter's daughter <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who they're talking about in this song but some dude the, who is the potter yeah <laughs> And this is by the Shook Twins. It's uh, two and a half minutes or so, and we'll be back with just a couple announcements after that. Tears and 
And that was the Shook twins with Potter's Daughter. And uh, we just had Caitlin Shook in here, along with Rob Talbot, uh, two of the new folks at the Panada. If you didn't catch that, you can go to our website, krfy.org, and you can click on the podcast. We'll have that up later this afternoon if you want to hear the entire talk with him. It's really good, talking about what the Panada means to the town and some of the exciting things coming up in the future.